After a long day, make sure you sit back, relax, and get your suggested intake of randomness. Welcome to your suggested intake of randomness. I'm Jonathan, and today in part two, we will go on an adventure into a very special part of Japanese school, which is the school festival. Alright, so we all know that Japanese and American cultures and Japanese and Western cultures, they all have a lot of big differences. I mean, two very different cultures started out in two very different places, different continents. There's almost nothing that's the same besides that we're all human. So what is it about a school festival, something that seems so simple in America or any other Western culture? it seems, that seems so different about Japanese uh, school festivals. Well, today we'll get right into that. So, Japanese school festivals. There are lots of big differences and lots of similarities at the same time. Uh, similarities. Uh, school festivals are great places for clubs to have a booth, show off their club, uh, get to know people, um, and hopefully do a little recruiting in the meantime. Um, one, but a lot of these is kind of where similarities end. Um, there's a couple similarities, you know, some festivals in America, they will invite groups from or outside organizations from the community to come and perform, performances, dancers, things like that. Singers, rappers, speakers, all these different things Americans have also. But one thing that's very different is that lots of times these... Um, these school festivals are not seen as an opportunity for clubs to make money. They are seen as a way for clubs to recruit. They are seen as a way for clubs to kind of give back to the school um, and allow and just let people have a little bit of fun, hopefully show people what they're about. But at the Japanese... Um, the Japanese school festivals, one very big difference is lots of these clubs are not showing off what their club does. They'll have shirts or they'll have matching shirts or sweatshirts or jackets or something like that that'll say what their club is. So the volleyball club will have a shirt with a volleyball on it and it'll say volleyball club. Um, same with the kendo club, the taiko club, all these different clubs, they all have their own booths. But the school festival is seen as a community event, not so much a student event, but a community event that is geared towards making money. Um, and this is one big way that a lot of clubs make quite a bit of their money, which is they generally sell food. Um, and not in the way that Americans would. Um, so when they sell food at these, generally, obviously, it's going to be slightly higher priced. You know, the um, funds are going straight towards the club. And the club is also paying for all of the, has paid or already owned all the equipment, they own all the ingredients, everything that's going into whatever food that they're making. But 
one very big difference is that it's not food with a lot of flair. Um, Americans have this idea that to do something like this, where you're selling some kind of food to try to bring something in for your club, um, lots of times we sell like little gimmicky things like cookies in the shapes of soccer balls or volleyballs or, um, or things like that. But these students are making um, yakisoba. They're making uh, yakitori, which is grilled chicken, uh, yakibuta, which is grilled pig, um, okonomiyaki. They're making a lot of traditional foods and they're not putting any gimmicks on them. They're making them the way that they are meant to be made. Now, the other very big difference, which would be very hard to get to happen in America, is that the students are actually making the food themselves right there in the middle of the campus. Um, so when uh, the volleyball club, in this case, had yakitori, uh, or, yeah, yakitori, no, not yakitori. Uh, what did they have? Karage. Karage, which is fried chicken. Um, and that means that they had hot o frying oil on a stove and the students were doing it. They didn't have any help. They didn't have any advisors. They didn't have anyone, any adults cooking for them. Um, which for a lot of American managers, American professors, American uh, school advisors, school faculty, it would be a very worrisome thought. Um, and it's not their fault. Uh, the way that our culture has been turned is that we have to keep students as safe from themselves as possible. So that also includes making sure that they, you limit the amount of things that they can do that they can sue the university for. They don't have anything like that. The sue happy culture we have in America is just that, a sue happy culture that we have in America and possibly the Western world. But it doesn't happen as much on the, in the Eastern world. Um, there's a very large idea over here that of personal responsibility that the kids learn from a very young age. So the schools have no problem with letting students make uh, karage or do like a bunch of deep frying or the yakitori. They were grilling them on skewers over an open charcoal fire with... Um, in the traditional way, charcoal fire with a with a handheld fan, and that's how they were grilling them, and they were just flipping the skewers by hand. Um, that is something you would almost never be able to find at any level of a United States university, high school, elementary school, middle school, any of those. Elementary school, understandable. But any of those. And this isn't just colleges either. School festivals like this where clubs sell food and the, and the students are the ones that make the food. High schools do it also. So imagine going to your local high school 
Um, and going to this huge, I guess we'll call it a club fair, basically. A huge fair where clubs have set up their booths and everything. Now, in the U.S., if we saw that, we'd be like, oh, you know, they're recruiting. I can go up there and they'll kind of, the volleyball club will show me how to hit a volleyball or pass a volleyball. Soccer club, they might have a little net up and you can kick a foam ball into it. Yeah, that's all fine and good, and, and I love those kind of fairs. But what you won't find is in high school is the football team sitting in the gym or in the uh, outdoor area of their high school with flames underneath a gigantic pot of stew or a gigantic pot of ramen or frying chicken or anything like that and not having the coach do it or an adult do it, or an advisor, or a parent. That would never happen in America, because there's so many different ideologies, and that sue-happy ideal that we have in America, that the students have to be completely sheltered from themselves, they can't do anything by themselves. Administration, adults have to do everything for them. They don't have that here in Japan. Now, um, and that's just and that's just one thing that's very different, um, or one reason why. The other reason we have in America that would be very hard to do this would be um, health concerns. Here to do the uh, to do that kind of stuff to make the food, you don't have to have a food have a food handler's permit. You don't. Um, it's just there. You set it up in your group, and your group makes food and gives it out to the public. Kids, old people, other college students, everyone. Anyone who wants to come by and pay you however much money for your food, you can give them your food. In America, and you can sell it, I mean, you can sell it right out there in the open. Um, making freaking karage, uh, and you put it on a, you put it in a little plastic cup and put a little toothpick in it, and you're basically a street vendor. Um, on a campus, you don't have a permit to do it on that campus, but they're letting you do it anyways because, I mean, you're part of the university, I guess. But imagine so. Imagine the U.S. allowing this. Like, these kids don't have the kitchen. They don't. When they start running low on ingredients, they run to the nearest convenience store or they run to the nearest, um, to the nearest grocery store buy food, and bring it back to the tent. They don't have a gigantic fridge. They don't have a perfectly clean kitchen. They don't have all of these things that Americans are used to anyone selling food having. Um, they don't have uh, industrial size, industrial style equipment. They have the little pots that they have back at their apartments or at their house. Um, lots of these uh, groups run it off of equipment that the members already have, so they don't have to buy anymore. The little rice cooker that they have back at their house, yep, they're, they're going to run it out of that. Um, to boil the frickin', to fry the frickin' karage, just bring a pot and a kerosene burner from home. Why not? It works. Um, and so it's a very different feel to it um and it's i won't say it's a good or a bad thing because there does come a pushiness that comes with it to buying their stuff because this is 
the way a lot of these clubs are able to get funds is through these festivals. And so this is how they get a, a lot of these funds. And on top of that, these festivals last all weekend. That's for this week, which is a three-day weekend, Saturday through Monday. So it's a three-day festival, which, once again, America, one, probably not going to happen because that would require it to run on a Sunday. And, well, Sunday in America is seen as a much more important day than Sunday in Japan because of religious reasons. Um, but that's a whole different story. And so, through these, let's say, through these festivals, they can get a lot of money, money that can go towards training camps for the sports clubs, uh, towards instruments for, like, the band club, or for the guitar club, or all these different clubs. They can go on all these trips now. They can afford bus fares. They can afford volleyballs, uh, soccer balls, tennis balls. Um, they can afford rents if they have to go to a different uh, if they have to go to a different facility to use their facilities for their club. Um, this university doesn't have tennis courts on campus. Um, they go to a local uh, some local tennis courts a couple blocks away. I don't know if I don't think they have to pay for it because there's probably a contract with the university. But if they did have to pay for it, then that money would probably go towards playing there. Um, but it's just a whole, it's a very different feeling just to know that they're not trying to recruit you. They're just trying to get you to buy food and spend money, which at a school for a club, unless it's a club run event is very strange for a university run event that's not run by a specific club to be asking for money and to be trying to sell something for money is while not unheard of not nearly as common as it is here and so a and not even that a lot of these um these festivals here in japan they'll have big name uh groups come in and huge groups of dancers um i was watching today and i got to watch at least seven or eight different performances by different groups of, of traditional dances. It was a ton of fun. I loved it. Um, I'm going to go tomorrow, and if they have different dances, I'll try to record stuff, and I'll put them up on my Instagram and stuff, and my Twitter and all that stuff. Well, maybe not my Twitter, but anyways. But yeah, and so there's just, it's just a really big difference, and... I like both of them. I like the way that it is in America with the recruiting and everything. But I also like the way that it is here with kind of the ease that they have about it, which is that it's not a bunch of the students can't do anything with food. They give the students free reign to do almost whatever they want. Um, the students get to choose what kind of food that they make. They get to choose how they do it. They get to choose what prices they put on it. They get everything the students and the clubs themselves without an advisor gets to choose what they do and i think that's something that america is sorely lacking is that they try to put all of these students even when they're in college they try to put all these students into some kind of plastic bubble and eventually that plastic bubble will break 
And so here in Japan, they haven't put them in that plastic bubble. They've raised them on how to do this, how to do that, how to take control, how to do finances, how to plan events, how to work as a group, pick a leader, do all this stuff. Heck, they're teaching them how to cook. Like, we're taking home ec classes out of high school. Home ec class is almost extinct. I say that as someone who hates cooking. Um, I despise cooking. Since I've been here, I mean, I've been making stuff in my room, yes, but it's mainly been a bunch of rice out of a rice cooker, frozen fried rice, top ramen, and spaghetti. Yes, spaghetti. I'm a noodle fanatic, so of course I'm going to make spaghetti. But they're teaching them how to make things like uh, yakitori, uh, fried chicken, fried pig, fried cow, um, Japanese pancakes, which are okonomiyaki. If you haven't tried it, try it. It's delicious. Um, all of these different traditional foods that people think of. Uh, oh, and before anyone says anything, no. Not sushi. Sushi is incredibly hard to make, and you have to have a very deep knowledge about how to make it to be able to successfully make a sushi. Even a nigiri. Nigiri, where it's just the piece of the slab of rice on a uh, slab of fish on top of a slab of rice. Yeah, no. That is incredibly hard to do correctly. And all these students at this university know that, which is why none of them have tried it. Um, okay? Okay. Got that out of the way. But, yeah. So, so we're going to end it there for today. Thank you for coming to get your suggested intake of randomness. This has been part two of my adventures in Japan, which has been about the school festival. I hope you join me for part three, and who knows, maybe we'll have some mini adventures along the way. If you enjoyed today's podcast, don't forget to send me a voice message on Anchor.fm. The link to my voice message system is in the description of this podcast. Through the message system on Anchor, you can voice your opinions, ask questions, or share any ideas or topics you may want to hear on the podcast, or just send me a nice little message. So make sure to drop me a message, and I'll find a way to fit it into one of my next podcasts.